Hello friend, Mike McCurry here. You're listening to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. We begin today with an interesting question. It may seem a little convicting. It may seem a little abrupt. It may seem kind of in your face, but I've got to ask anyway. How big is your ego? I'm asking as a person who probably more often than not has a little bigger of an ego than I should. Often, I should say, actually, truthfully, probably too often I have too big of an ego, not just every once in a while. And I think if we're honest with each other, you probably probably could say the same thing. Today, we're going to talk about a Bible character that wasted his God-given potential because of his ego. I'd like for you to turn your Bibles to the book of 1 Kings chapter 12. 1 Kings chapter 12 It seems a little apropos. We're going to talk about a gospel track that goes along with this thought for just a moment. I'm holding in my hand a gospel track titled, The Tragedy of a Wasted Life. The Tragedy of a Wasted Life. Find your place in 1 Kings chapter 12, but let me tell you about this gospel track right here. It's Romans 12.1. It begins with this verse, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And then it jumps into a story, an anecdote of a sad old man dying of cancer that told a pastor friend this tragic story. Years ago, he says in Sweden, God called me to preach, and to this I agreed, if he would enable me to sell my farm. The very next day, a man made me an offer. God answered the prayer, but I hesitated, telling him to return on the morrow. After prayer, I promised God that I would preach if the buyer would agree to take my job as a Sunday school superintendent. The man said that's the very chance I've wanted. He wanted to buy his farm and take his position at the church there so he could launch out into preaching. He paid me for the farm, but rather than using the money to prepare for the ministry, I went to America. And then it continues on with a sad story of a man who wasted his life. That man who was called to preach, who was told what to do by God, and he wasted his life. The tragedy of a wasted life. Friend, don't waste your life. Don't waste it for any reason, including ego. Find your place in 1 Kings chapter 12. 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 19. So Israel rebelled against the house of David unto this day. And it came to pass, when all Israel heard that Jeroboam was come again, that they sent and called him unto the congregation, and made him king over all Israel, there was none that followed the house of David, but the tribe of Judah only. We're jumping headlong into an account, into a story of a young man, a young king, newly become king, named Rehoboam. I want to point out that Rehoboam was the king's son. 1 Kings 11.43 And Solomon slept with his fathers, meaning he died and was buried in the city of David his father. He was buried there, and Rehoboam his son reigned in his stead. This young man, he had a pedigree. Oh my, he was the son of the wisest man to ever walk the earth, a man named Solomon. Rehoboam got to come behind. You want to talk about a good legacy. I often reflect on the good legacy that I have here at Bible Tracks Incorporated. Our founder, Dr. Paul Levine, my predecessor, Pastor Mark Smith, which, speaking of, allow me just a moment to uh, deviate to follow a rabbit trail. 
as of right now, Pastor Mark Smith, many of you listened to on this program for years and years. I, I, I feel ashamed I haven't mentioned it to this point. I just found out not long ago. But Pastor Mark Smith is going to be with us October 1st for our grand opening at our brand new building in Odell, Illinois. He's going to be a guest of honor, if you will. I'm so excited about him being there and to share some maybe some funny anecdotes and maybe some uh, thoughts and some lessons learned from the 15 years. Pastor Mark Smith, he preceded me. He took this ministry. Honestly, BTI was at a little bit of a tipping point at a struggling spot in its ministry, of this ministry, back in, that was 2004, 2005, thereabouts, almost 10 years after our founder, Dr. Paul Levine, went to be with the Lord in 1996. And Dr. Mark Smith came in, Pastor Mark Smith came in, and he, by God's grace and for his glory, God's glory, did a phenomenal work here. And I think of the legacy that I have, how foolish would it be of me to just come in and radically change things? How foolish, how, how crass of me would it be to just, just spit on those that came before me and not show any appreciation for them? Can I, can I tell you why? We have multiple places in our building that are now named after Paul Levine. We have what's called the Founder's Room. That's a little prophet's chamber where people that missionaries and evangelists and people that, that come through our area, they can stay. We call it the Founder's Room. We also have the Paul Levine Studios. Normally, when I'm not on the road, that's where I'm recording this broadcast from, the Paul Levine Studios. We've had the opportunity to cut some different music projects uh, in the vein and, and kind of inspired by the legacy of Dr. Paul Levine and his love of music with, with Bob Finley, blind Bob Finley. And we take very seriously our legacy. And Rehoboam, oh, he had a grand legacy. And the opportunity was there for him. The potential was unmatched. But Rehoboam thought he was strong. He thought he was the big man on campus. And by title, by position he was. But friend, he was such a weak man at heart. 1 Kings 12, 14. And he spake to them after the counsel of the young men, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, and I will add to your yoke. My father also chastised you with whips but I will chastise you with scorpions. What are we talking about here? Well, Rehoboam, when he ascended to the throne, he asked counsel after two distinct groups of people. He talked to the old men, and he talked to the young men. Now, I can tell you, uh, it's been put to me this way, that a uh, young man counseling with other young men, uh, that's just shared ignorance. Do you know how many young men I talked to for counsel when I was given, when I was gifted, when I was elevated to the position of Director of Bible Tracks Incorporated, oh, I would probably say very close to zero. Oh, I, I talked to and I prayed with and I, I, I enjoyed uh, just rejoicing in this opportunity with other young men, but I wasn't going to young men for counsel. No, friend, there were a lot of gray hairs, a lot of gray heads, a lot of senior saints, a lot of men of renown, men that I would consider heroes. I'm not talking about hero worship or anything weird like that. I'm talking about men that have been around the block a time or a dozen and know a thing or two because, as the commercial says, they've seen a thing or two. Friend, Rehoboam made a grand mistake, a great mistake. Rehoboam thought he was strong. He was a king's son. Uh, Rehoboam had some sidekicks. 
1 Kings 12.6. And King Rehoboam consulted with the old men that stood before Solomon his father while he yet lived and said, How do ye advise that I may answer this people? Because the people, for context sake, the people were saying, Hey, Solomon was a little bit difficult to work with. He was a little difficult to work for. He was, we appreciated him, we respected him, but if you could kind of just lower taxes a little bit, if you could just maybe treat us a little bit nicer than your dad, we'd love you. And he asked the old men, and they spake unto him, saying, If thou wilt be a servant unto this people, and wilt serve them, and answer them. Get this, but let's back up. If thou wilt be a servant unto the people this day, and wilt serve them, and answer them, and speak good words to them, good words, then they will be thy servants forever. But, what did he do? He forsook the counsel of the old men, which they had given him, and consulted with the young men that were grown up with him and which stood before. And Proverbs 29, 1, a verse I recall often, he, that being often reproved, hardeneth his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. What was Rehoboam's problem? Well, yeah, he had a problem with his ego. He also had a problem with service. Can I tell you, friend, uh, you don't own those that follow you. I'm talking to you. Parents, dad, mom, you've been given the trust, the care, the stewardship of your children, but you don't own them. They're gods. Pastors, can I tell you very bluntly that you don't own your people? They're not cattle. They're not yours to do with what you please. They're yours to serve. You have a mandate, a responsibility. He thought, Rehoboam did, that his disrespect for the old men could be looked over. His lack of service, though, wasted the potential for what could have been. He hurt his followers. 1 Kings 12.19, so Israel rebelled against the house of David unto this day. Also in 1 Kings 12.28, whereupon the king, and this was now Jeroboam, took counsel and made two calves of gold, and said unto them, Is it too much for you to go up to Jerusalem? Behold thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. So the man that took the vast majority of the people, he led them astray. Frank, can I tell you, friend, that this man, Rehoboam, not only did he hurt his ability to lead and care for his people, but he also hurt his people in allowing them to be led by a man who led them away from God. When you misuse your position, you hurt God's people. Rehoboam's ego ruined him. We talked on Tuesday about Absalom and his need for elevation, his need for exaltation. Oh, that was a problem for him. We think of Samson. Yesterday, I believe it was, that his need for entertainment was what was his problem. Today, we talk about Rehoboam's ego, and now I ask you the question, what is going to ruin you? We have one more character, one more Bible story, real account to discuss. It may be familiar to you. We've discussed similar concepts before, but I think we're going to restate some things in a different way that just might grab you, and for God's glory, I hope it does, because I don't want to see any of you. Any of you folks, you great folks, kind folks, I hope to see some of you at the grand opening. Can I tell you, I don't want to see you waste your potential. Friend, the potential that you have, maybe no one's told you this before, but you have an unmatched amount of potential. 
I'm going to encourage you, if you would, to take a few moments today at the close of this broadcast and ask God how he is speaking to you. Are you dealing with some ego? Are you dealing with some need for elevation like Absalom? Maybe your desire and your lust for entertainment is stifling your growth for God. Regardless of what it is, don't allow any of these things to waste your potential. Tomorrow on the broadcast, we'll close out the week. Let me encourage you, if you missed any of the previous broadcasts, to go back and listen to the podcast archived versions on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, all of the above. We'd love for you to listen to this broadcast weekly, daily, if the Lord allows. Thank you so much for being a part today. Have a great day for His glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.